Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Shy Bears Blitz podcast. My name is Omar. I'm joined with my co-host, Abdul, and we got a great episode for you guys today. So today we're going to be recapping the rookie minicamp now that it's finished. We're going to be talking about PFF Shy Bears starting roster prediction. We're also going to be continuing our core rank series, but this week we're going to be focusing on the wide receiver position. All right, well, let's get right into it. So focusing on some rookie minicamp reviews. We've been hearing a lot of good things about the the rookies. I mean, Daz Newsom has been showing out. People have been giving him his flowers. Uh, he, yeah, I've been I've been hearing a lot about Daz Newsom actually. Did you see that the comment that he made? He said that he feels disrespected because the kicker got drafted before him. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, I would be too if a yeah, kicker I got drafted before me. Yeah, but that's like Daz that, that's absurd, been, honestly. It is, but Daz Newsom has, has actually been showing out in the rookie camp from what I've seen in reports, and also when you I've listened to some of his um. His uh, interviews, mm-hmm. uh, and the dude is just—he got like that. Ment- he's got like a Devin Hester like mm-hmm. way of talking, and so honestly, I think he has that mentality too, where he's just like tough, like no one can mess with him. But he I also mean, has that like—he uh, has that playful personality. Like he was uh, when yeah. he, was, he was getting interviewed, he had everyone ask him what is what he had everyone give a recommendation for a restaurant in Chicago uh, before they started asking him his questions. So he has that kind of like playful personality as well, but he also has that determination because he's been doubted drafting he being drafted so late uh, in the NFL draft. I like him actually. I I was watching actually earlier today um more highlights of him. Mm-hmm. And the dude can the dude has insane hands. The dude some makes some insane catches and I think that he's got to Prove good competition for Miller and whoever is going to be in that wide receiver three position. Um, I honestly like Daz Newsom. I heard that uh, Justin Fields had a good connection with him too, so that's already sort of decent yeah, with them too. Ryan well. Pace that's really great. liked him. Uh, so I, I'm I'm very happy with the, everything I've been seeing about Daz Newsom. I think he, I honestly believe he's, he'll be a solid uh, quarterback. Or quarter, I think he'll be solid wide receiver for us, mm-hmm. and I think he'll be a uh, just kind of a threat with that yards after the catch type player. Or he just he just he's gonna it's gonna be hard for him to be he's gonna be like a Debo Samuel hard for him to be uh, tackled. I've been so seeing like some good stuff about uh, Larry Borum as well. They, I uh, I think uh, in management or someone high up in management. I think it, it might have been Ryan Pace who even said that. I think it was, was Ryan Pace actually who said I couldn't believe that Larry Borum was available in the fifth round. So they they snagged him. They think that he's gonna be a, a solid offensive tackle prospect, and he could he could honestly end up being a, beating a Fetty for that right tackle. Uh, yeah. come, come September, but who knows. So I'm gonna just state back what you said about with Ryan Pace. So I'm gonna give. I'm gonna just say everything that Ryan Pace said because mm-hmm. he only said four things that uh, were highlighted by Daniel Greenberg. Mm-hmm. What the first thing he says is that Justin Fields is putting in a lot of work, which I'm sure we all know is true because that dude we've talked about before. His work yeah, ethic is his insane. His work ethic is insane. Um, he said Bears were surprised Larry Borum was available on day three, and I don't I don't doubt it because the dude what he didn't leave let up any pressures. Yeah. Right, and, and, and he's in a tough division yeah. too. So, and he has like crazy. He cut some weight down, so he, oh, yeah, his he footwork cut, is even was, better. Was it thirty? Pounds he's a little bit 20? faster. Yeah, it was like thirty pounds. Thirty pounds. So yeah. he's, he's even faster. Um, and if he works on like the hand movement, uh, he could be easily a, a solid right tackle for us. Improve competition with with uh, Fatty or even in a guard position. Who knows? Mm-hmm. And he said Thomas Graham Jr. will play cornerback in nickel. Which I like is, that. I think, I don't know how, I like that, but that's not really a surprise because we drafted him as a cornerback. Mm-hmm. So, of course, he's going to yeah. play cornerback Same or nickel. cornerback or nickel, like, that's not too good. <laughs> if he had just nickel, then that would have been very interesting, but cornerback, I, I, that's yeah. what he was drafted to play. And then he said for the fourth thing that they thrilled they got Des Newsome. And I can see why because that dude, that dude has that, like, 
that goofy personality where like you want to be around him and like he has that mentality on the field where he just wants to be the best and he's got the chip on the shoulder mm-hmm. and he just makes things like lighthearted and you can tell that that he he's he has that that just the heart for the game mm-hmm. and he, he feels like just to improve he wants to be really good on the field and make an impact on the field and i and i think that's that's just great because nah. if we built a solid locker room core especially a young locker room core with with those guys people like that i think i think that's great and i that's why this our rookies are just are just yeah. insane this guy's the um, really i think that uh so we pretty much recapped uh the rookie mini camp well I, there was i want to just oh, you had one more mention uh kairos tonga i heard he's actually looking decent Karistanga, yeah, the seventh round defense tackle. Yeah, that deadly side. If, if any of you guys seen, there's like this, like uh, this like montage they did where it with like his music, and yeah, then they showed Karistanga. He was he's like going up with the mm-hmm. pad, and he just had a really, really, really nice smile, which which was like just picture perfect. I thought I thought it was really good. And Thomas Graham Jr. I heard is doing very well in that quarterback position, and um, a lot of people have high hopes for him, including PFF, which which we'll get into mm-hmm. a little bit. I also want to talk about something uh, that was this. This was pretty much all NFL news. The past week, the Darnell Mooney father, had all of his sons <laughs> memes, yeah, the... that pretty much like took over the internet. Like people have been going crazy on that. And for those Listen. who don't understand, so I'll, I'll give a, I'll give a brief uh, back background on yeah. the on the uh, story. So, uh, in in week seven, I believe when we played the Rams. Uh, we Darnell Mooney he crossed up or he broke the ankles of Jalen Ramsey. He he ran a, a a great route and he got overthrown by Nick Foles because the offensive line could not block for him and they didn't give him enough time. But Jalen Ramsey is uh, number one or number two cornerback. There's it's undisputed. He's he's a top two cornerback or he's a top three cornerback undisputed. I think he's the best cornerback in the league. But when you look at that. Uh, so Darnell Mooney, that meme has just been has just been spammed all over Twitter because they're calling Jalen Ramsey Darnell Mooney's son, and they're not only calling Jalen Ramsey Darnell Mooney's son, they're also calling Darnell Savage, the safety of the Packers, his son because Darnell Mooney caught a 53 yard pass over Jalen uh, over Dar- Darnell, Darnell Savage, and that was that was an insane pass because it was underthrown by Mitch. But all the memes have just been pouring out, and I think it's just because Jalen Ramsey has just been responding to them. He responded to in in the comments when Adam Rank Adam Rank uh, said, "Are we going to forget when Darnell Mooney made him look silly?" Jalen Ramsey said, "I'll give him respect. I'll give him his flowers, but he had zero catches on me. He his, we lost, so STFU." He said that, uh, and then he started posting on Instagram on his own story. He was saying, "I can't wait to shut all you all you Bears fans up. You guys are so hyped about your number two wide receiver." So he's responding to that, and he's getting angry. And then uh, Darnell Savage replied as well. He said, Bears fans, and then he put the less than sign. So everything is better than Bears fan. So these guys are responding to it. It's kind of really funny to see the Bears community interact this way with with DBs in the league. But what's your thoughts on the whole situation? I mean, I think I think it's hilarious too because Darnell Mooney hasn't said a thing, and they're they're taking it extremely personal. And I, th- I think it's funny because that's the game Jalen Ramsey plays is get it to people ha- people's heads, and we're already playing it be- in, in the offseason before the game. We're just getting into his head, and he- he's getting ticked off. And I honestly think he's- everyone's doubting Darnell Mooney because Darnell Mooney got that talent, and he he did cross him up, and he did get that catch over Darnell Savage. So um, I-, I think it's hilarious, and honestly, I, I like that they're both his kids because they should be his kids, <laughs> to be honest. I like that. Uh, I don't know why Jalen. You said Jalen Ramsey plays this game. Jalen Ramsey is the king of, t- of trash talk. Jalen Ramsey talks so much trash. He was saying the Seahawks get your hats and shirts and send them to Cabo. Uh, 
uh, blah, blah, blah. He was talking so much trash. It's his game. And then the second that he gets trash talk to him, he couldn't control it. He started posting on Instagram. He started making comments, all that, uh, all that just about a number two wide receiver. He puts... Didn't he acknowledge, didn't he acknowledge the move that Darnell Mooney did? He said that yeah, it was he a, acknowledged it. Was a it. He, said, he said it was a nice move, and then he proceeded to, to trash on Mooney, saying he had zero catches. We won the game, so shut up. Like, he, he he's saying, oh, nice move, but uh, he, pretty much he's saying that I, I dominated you. He, he's trying to he's trying to talk trash. He's I giving mean, a little like, bit of flowers, like but it's kind of like a backhanded compliment. Yeah, but, I mean, he still is his kid, so sorry. Yeah, so um, there's not much to say about it. I, I, I'm kind of hyped for the first hilarious. game. I'm kind of hyped for the first game now. Yeah, so am I. Because, yeah, so am uh, I. but I was, I was saying, yeah, Jalen Ramsey, he just responded to it, and he just made it worse because people saw that it struck a nerve. So they started, like, they started coming with it more and more and more. And Jalen Ramsey, he puts wide receivers on islands. He puts DeAndre Hopkins, who who could who's a top three wide receiver in the league, he puts him on an island. He puts Calvin Ridley on an island. He puts all these receivers on an island. And then Darnell Mooney crosses him up, a fifth round rookie wide receiver, and he couldn't hold it. He he couldn't contain all the all the slander. I don't know. It, 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 I think it, I think it's just funny how he can't take the heat. Yeah. I think that, that's why that's he, why people are enjoying it because he's the one who gives it. the heat. And if he if he's dishing it out and he can't take it, I think that's why that's why people are thinking it's it's pretty funny. It's the Bears fans. Yeah. When you're, when Bears fans are getting to your head, that means you're like you know that like Darnell Mooney actually like got it to his head too. If he's I thought Darnell that Mooney said one thing. He he put a laughing emoji and he said laughing too hard. That's all he said. I'm. I mean, yeah, on, on like Twitter, I'm yeah. sure it could, it could probably be to that. But yeah. I think I think he's probably enjoying it too. He's just seeing all our fans just like. Defend him and everything. You see, the, you see the, I, like, I the think it's like Key and Peele sweating. It's like Darno Mooney after we trash talk all these DBs and he has to face them. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually did see that. That's hilarious. That's what goofy. if this is? What if this? I is feel just bad. I actually feel logic. bad for Woody. What if this is five head logic so that Jalen Ramsey shadows Darno Mooney in the Week One game and Allen Robinson catches for like three hundred yards? Maybe, maybe five head five head tackles. We'll see. I don't know. I guess I guess we will see. But let's transition into our next segment. We're going to be doing uh, reviewing the PFF Shy Bears starting roster predictions. And what's interesting is they had three starting rookies on defense and offense. So they had Justin Fields starting at quarterback. They had Tevin Jenkins starting at left tackle. And they also had Thomas Graham Jr. starting at nickelback. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Um, so I think the Tevin Jenkins starting at left tackle is, is a given mm-hmm. because we cut Leno when, as soon as we got Tevin Jenkins. So I, I think that's just a given. We all know that Tevin Jenkins starting at left tackle. Um, they put Jermaine Effetti over Larry Borum, which means I, I honestly think that could, I could, I would not mind putting Larry Borum instead of Jermaine Effetti. Yeah, so we it's could definitely, definitely going to lead up to the yeah. camp. Like, uh, it's going to be who wins the starting position, but them, them choosing it over, uh, uh, a starter like a, a vet in the league over a fifth yeah. round rookie that that kind of makes sense. But well, Castillo did fun. say Juan Castillo, our offensive line coach, did say that Jermaine Effetti might be a Pro Bowler this year. Which I mean, it might just be like. And this very, is the same dude that was putting out Rashad Coward, bro. I mean, I, I, yeah, yeah. I, but we honestly didn't have much like choice at one mm-hmm. point. But I don't know why they kept putting him out. Is, is my I think question. I think the Jermaine Effetti Pro Bowler is cap. Is the, I think that's coach speak. He's going to yeah, but, I think it's yeah, but hopefully I agree. I think yeah, so. I, I'd want him but, to be a Pro Bowler, but I I really highly doubt. I agree. It. They had Justin Fields starting at quarterback. I hope, 
I hope. I hope too. I hope too. If that means he beat out Andy Dalton, and I think Justin Fields is a day one starter. I think everyone knew Justin Fields is a day one starter coming in the draft. Um, I think that it doesn't matter if you if he's like starts day one or not because I think he's ready. He doesn't need to be developed. He could develop himself mm-hmm. with experience on the so field. He's pro ready. He's, so he's I say pro ready quarterback. Yeah. Like he's so not I like think... he's not like a raw a raw development prospect like Trey Lance because Trey Lance started started for only for a year. Like Justin Fields is an established quarterback in a uh in a stacked college division. He he's been on the on the brightest stage of all college football. He he knows who he is. So I think he's a day one yeah. starter. And I think he, he could easily beat out Andy Dalton. Like I mean, we've seen like Loki who who's posting videos of them working out with Andy Dalton, like and who's commenting? Oh, yeah. Who's who's praising Andy Dalton on Twitter? Saw so Anthony Miller praise Justin Fields. He says he can throw he can throw a ball. And then you also have saw Marquise Goodwin meeting up with Justin Fields. So they know they all they, know. They all praise Justin Fields. Yeah, they, they all praise Justin Fields. And then Al Robinson was liking com- liking tweets about Justin yeah. Fields. So, so yeah. So I, I honestly could see Justin Fields starting. I hope he does. I mean, I'm sure all base fans hope he does. Um. And I think that would that'd just be the smart decision overall because he, is, like I said, he's a day one starter. And for the third rookie they put was Thomas Graham Jr. in cornerback. Thomas Graham Jr. Uh, I think they kind of have him that like the nickel, nickel mm-hmm. position. Um, it's kind of interesting. And, and I, I honestly like it because, like I said, I'm very high on Thomas Graham Jr. I think he's the diamond in the rough that we got in the draft. But I think they're also forgetting we also have Kendall Wildor who showed yeah. up. Um, there was a person. His name was Max uh, Max Smith on Twitter. He posted a, like this like mini like uh, video thing about Kindle Vildor, where Kindle Vildor is a very very great tackler. Yeah, I would say only... the, the tackles that he was making in the Vikings game on Dalvin Cook. Vikings was... game and the Jaguars game. But I think that he is good for behind the line of scrimmage type throws and against the run. Mm-hmm. So I think that Kindle Vildor will be good when. Uh, Sean Desai. Actually, Sean Desai also is very high in Kindle Wildor. Sean Desai and Kindle Wildor have an extremely good relationship. That's something I read. Um, that's something Sean Desai said also because he had high hopes for Kindle Wildor mm-hmm. uh, in the press conference that he did. But the thing is, I don't think he'll be... He's, he's, I think he's all right in coverage, but I think that Thomas Graham Jr., when it comes down to coverage, I think he'll take over the coverage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that Kindle Wildor would be more for the cornerback and the nickel against the run. Because he's a very good tackler. I could see that. I mean, I was very surprised that they put uh, Thomas Graham Jr. as a starter. As he was a very, very, very late-round pick uh, in the 2021 NFL Draft. But I think that if he can beat out Kendall Vildor for that for that uh, nickelback spot, I mean, Kendall Vildor, he low-key, he, he, when he played the last couple of games because uh, Buster Screen was injured, he, he was uh, he was solid. So yeah, it was solid. It's, it's all just depending on if he beats this one person. But also, I'm thinking I'm a little bit uh, concerned. Not not concerned, actually, just questionable about Desmond Trufant being that true cornerback too. I I don't know if he's just more of a uh, if he's a set cornerback too, or if they could have Kendall Wilder and Thomas Graham Jr. starting. And Desmond Trufant is sort of that mentor, that veteran force. Okay, so I think a lot of people are sleeping on Desmond Trufant because of how we did on the Lions. Um, but he was also injured on the lines, is what people should remember. Mm-hmm. And if he's healthy, I think Desmond Trufant is a solid cornerback, and he's deserving of the cornerback two role. I think that if they're high on King Vildor and Thomas Graham Jr., then yeah, they will be our future. One will take over nickel, one will take over cornerback two. Um, if they do well, 
If not, I still think they'll they'll go back to old reliable Desmond Trufant, the veteran, who proved himself with the Falcons, and he did all right with the Lions, except that he got injured. And the only problem that he has was staying healthy. And if he could stay healthy, it's great. But let, let's be, like, real, is that it's a, there's a very, like, low chance that he'll stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Or is there, I want to say there's a very low chance because I don't want to wish injury, but there's, like, there's a high chance that he could get injured. Mm-hmm. And... um. And it could require Thomas Graham Jr. stepping in, or Kendall Vildor stepping in that cornerback two position. And I, I think Kendall Vildor, either one, I think either one could step into those positions completely fine. And I, like I said, I, I am kind of biased because I have high hopes on Thomas Graham Jr. No, I, th- I feel that Desmond Trufant, he, he was a solid cornerback when he was healthy, uh, and definitely he, he's been doubted because playing on the Lions, the Lions are a disgusting defense. They were, they were bad. They were the worst last year actually, and he was injured so. If he steps in in that cornerback two role, I, I expect him if completely healthy and if they're if they're not as high on uh, Thomas Graham Jr. and uh, Kendall Vildor as they are for Desmond Trufant, that Desmond Trufant will uh, take over that cornerback two role. But that secondary is a little bit concerning. Uh, if we're gonna move on, free safety. So we have Eddie Jackson starting at free safety, and then we have Sean Gibson starting at strong safety. I think we that's solid. I think that's solid, but. We don't really have. I don't think there's any like much depth. Low, low, low key. No, we got we got like DHC who can yeah, play we have, solid. Yeah, we have the, DHC the and like Dion Bush. But I think we but we also got that Trey Robertson guy. Trey that, Robertson. He was that like CFL star. Oh, um, that we got. I, I haven't seen a little bit about year. him. Yeah, I. Yeah, and he didn't play. And we have Artie Burns too. We're forgetting about Artie Burns. Artie oh, Burns is yeah. also a cornerback that we got. I think this, too, it's so. all dependent on Eddie Jackson having a bounce back here. He has to. Yeah, I think Eddie Jackson will because everyone's been everyone, even Akeem Hicks, like everyone on every position mm-hmm. has been gassing up uh, Sean Desai, and it's they've been gassing up more than they did when um, who Chuck Pagano left us. Chuck Pagano was yeah. was there because I don't think anyone was gassing up Chuck no, Pagano. No one was gassing so, up Chuck Pagano. It's, it's him being homegrown and them knowing who he is. Definitely helps. And he runs Fangio system. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I like hope that he's a true Fangio prodigy. I really I do. Agree. I'm just wondering why they don't got so if they got Justin Fields. I don't know why they don't got the best duo in the league. Marquise Goodwin as a wide receiver one over there. <laughs> I think I think I just think that's kind of confusing. Yeah, Marquise Goodwin low key better than Allen Robinson. If we're, <laughs> oh, yeah. if we're gonna go to wide receivers, so we have obviously wide receiver one is Allen Robinson. Uh, wide receiver two is Darnell Mooney, and then slot Anthony Miller at the slot. That's uh, that's kind of. That's kind of, uh, I mean, it makes sense because Anthony Miller plays the pro- a good majority of his uh, of his snaps within the slot, and he was our slot receiver last year. But then we have so many wide receivers coming in this year. We have Marquise. Marquise Goodwin isn't a, isn't a slot receiver, but we have Demir Bird. Uh, Daz Newsome. Marquise Goodwin. We have so many. And then we we have faces that are, that are familiar on the team. We have Javon Wims. We have Riley Ridley. We have players that they're all going to be competing for that number three spot because only thing that's been guaranteed is number one and number two. Number three is up for grabs. Yeah. And, I mean, listen, Anthony Miller, I'm not he, – he didn't show up because of immaturity. It's not that he showed up because of he's lacking of skill. He has mm-hmm. skill. He just needs to – and maybe this whole just Justin Fields thing will motivate him to actually do well because it doesn't look like he's motivated in the field. Um, and maybe with Justin Fields – look, he's tweeting out how he likes Justin Fields, yeah, how he throws the ball. Yeah, he the ball, yeah. So, so the team's behind I, him. Yeah, if if Anthony Miller actually shows up and because he has the he has the ability to do so, if he shows up, he'll be a solid wide receiver three for us. So I, I I that's fine that's fine by me that they have Anthony Miller there. 
Facts. I really like that. Now to go on to the to the offensive line. So we already talked about Tevin Jenkins being left tackle. I like that. It's a little weird seeing Cody Whitehair at left guard with James Daniels coming back. Do you think that James Daniels will go back to that left guard spot or that he'll move to right guard because Cody Whitehair has been so efficient at that left guard position? I think that James Daniels is very versatile in the guard position, and so I think he'll be solid either left or right guard, so it wouldn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think having Cody Whitehair be next to uh, Tevin Jenkins uh, is is really good because they've been both talking to each other, so that's kind of just like that side by side chemistry, mm-hmm. and I think that's that's fine. And left, and he did well in left guard. Cody Whitehair did well in left yeah, guard. Great. James Daniels will do fine left or right guard, so it doesn't matter. So that's fine. And then Sam Musgrave center, I, I, I really like as well. Yeah, insider is saying must as well. And right tackle, like I said, I could see Larry Borum beating out Jermaine Effetti if he does well in the in the offseason. So for tight end, we have Cole Komet as the number one starter. Jimmy Graham is still on the roster. but Cole Yeah, Komet I mean, is... he did out, didn't he out-snap him towards the end of the season? Yeah, towards the end of the season, he out-snapped him, uh, Jimmy I, Graham. Jimmy Graham I, did I not think, get too many reps. I think the the, um, Cole Komet, they realized that. I think we developed him enough, and – He's going to be our new tight end because the dude has like insanely more athletic abilities. Do you see us Jimmy cutting Graham Jimmy Graham to save seven million? No, if we did, we would have cut it before. We would have cut him a while ago. That's if true. we did, we would have cut him and we would have kept like yeah, like Leno or Fuller. Fuller, Leno Fuller, or... Fuller saves. Fuller saved maybe like eleven million. So that's that's Fuller. not too, that's crazy. Kind of crazy to think about how yeah. we can cut Graham. Or maybe they cut Graham and they get um uh that that guy from the Morgan Washington Moses? cut. Morgan Moses, maybe they get him and have him compete for that right tackle position. Probably put Effetti or Borum in the guard. As like that, that wouldn't be too bad, honestly. Yeah. Now to move on to the D line, I I love this D line except for one person, which is Robert Quinn. I don't I don't, right. I don't love Robert Quinn. Yeah, I don't like him either. Uh, but we have to give him another chance. We'll give him like two games until we everyone starts bashing on him and wants him out. Mm-hmm. Um, but we got Jeremy Atalchu, who I think will outsnap Robert Quinn. I, with Robert Quinn, this is Robert Quinn's last year on the Bears if he's not good. After this yeah. year, the dead cap, uh, so it was a $70 million contract. After this year, dead cap, if he, it's three years and it's going to be around $18 million. So $6 million dead cap per year. If the cap skyrockets, that's nothing. It's still, $6 million a year is not crazy. Uh, so if he doesn't play this year, he's gone. So this yeah, is his major I think so too. year. Like I, I really I want him to to show up because he, he wasn't there yeah. last year. He was good in 2019. He can't get any worse. I mean, he has. I bet they were saying he had a lot of injuries. Yeah, he he, he true. came out. He came out with that he had foot drop, which is yeah. So very if that's tr- if that's true, then this season he should be back to his like 2019 form and going crazy. Uh, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I like that Akeem Hicks and Eddie Goldman. Uh, and we have we Bilal Nichols not Bilal mentioned Nichols. on there. Yeah, we got Bilal, Bilal, Nichols. Mich- Bilal Nichols is very starting caliber. Yeah, I so honestly think Eddie Goldman and Bilal Nichols are interchangeable. Because mm-hmm. that, Eddie be Goldman was like Hicks Pro Bowl. He was like, he was like somewhat Pro Bowl level if he didn't get injured. Uh, Akeem Hicks? Yeah, Akeem Hicks was going crazy. In the, no, in the I was saying Eddie Goldman. Of... Oh, you're saying Eddie Goldman? Edmund Goldman, when he played two years no, two, in 2018, mm-hmm. the dude was like Pro Bowl level if he didn't get injured. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, 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 and then him opting been, oh, out, which, which pretty much sucks. But I'm hoping yeah. that he comes back and returns to his uh, his his former form. But that D line, and then you have Khalil Mack. I think I think Khalil Mack is going to have a great year. 
Like I, I think Camilla's having a bounce back year. He's I, also I getting think, a baby, so congratulations. Even like we we call it bounce back because he had he had what twelve and a half sacks in twenty eighteen, then he he's had back to back like eight eight and a half or like nine sacks, not too many sacks. I think this is the year where he bounced back, and I think that he has fourteen sacks this year. I think he'll have close to like twelve. Twelve. Yeah, I think he'll come close to 12. I think 14 is, is high if he has a crazy year. I mean, actually, it all depends on Sean Desai. It does, Sean it does Desai depend is, on Sean Desai. If Sean Desai is the, the defensive coordinator that we want him to be, mm-hmm. then, yeah, I, she could probably – why not? But Khalil I mean, Mack is Robert, such a game Robert record. Shows up too, Khalil Mack yeah, is such a game record that he'll have – like, we, we call these, like, down years, but he's still having, like, a top – he's still a top five edge rusher in the league on these yeah. down years. He's still – I think he's like the third or fourth best, or, or actually, I, yeah, I think he's the third best edge rusher in the league. And if he comes back, and the the only stat that people don't seem to, that seem to uh, to disrespect Khalil Mack is he doesn't get he doesn't get too many sacks, but his tackles for loss, his passes uh, or his uh, passes deflected, he has uh, his QB hits, force his, his force fumbles, his uh, pass rush Pressure. win rate, all of that, yeah. all of that factors into his play and. He's one of the best edge rushers, and I think that this is a year where he actually like truly bounces back and starts getting to the quarterback fully and has that breakout sack year like he's been like yeah, he had in the I past. Agree. I agree. I think I think he'll do well too. Um, the only thing that I really hope for is Danny Trevathan showing up because Danny oh, Trevathan is old, yeah, go is, is aging, and he's the only problem last year for us towards the beginning besides Robert Quinn. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's because they would always throw to him until Buster Screen got found towards the end of the season. They all started throwing to him. Yeah, Danny Trevathan was not great. He was not good last year. I think he, he showed he, up towards he, the end. He showed up. Yeah, he showed up towards the end, but he he was not his his tackling wasn't that great in, in last year. He uh, just the one play that I think about when I think of Danny Trevathan is that Aaron Rodgers touchdown. But I I don't even want to really put that on him. The one where MV at where. Uh, where Danny Trevathan was playing. Yeah. No, no. No, that was... I'm thinking about Josh Woods. Yeah, so it was... They blitzed Aaron Rodgers, and the only one in coverage to guard MVS was Danny Trevathan. MVS versus Danny Trevathan. Like, I'm going to yeah, chalk that's, that's that up us. to defensive scheming, but I think that Danny Trevathan, hopefully he comes back in for another year. But then you have Roquan Smith. Roquan Smith... Roquan Smith deserves his flowers. Roquan Smith yeah. was a top three linebacker last year, and no one wants to mention it. No, I agree. I think he's a top three linebacker. I think he should have been all pro. I think he should have made the pro, the he, pro bowl. He made all pro, but he barely. No, he made the second team. Yeah, he made the second team. He made. I think. Team. I think he should have made the first team. Oh, he definitely should have made the first team. I think he should have made the first. He had team. a better year. He had a better year than Bobby Wagner. He had better yeah. year than a couple, a couple other players. Like I mean, like the only the only people that I think that are on like on his level are Darius Leonard and uh, what's his name, Fred Warner, like. And also, I think I think people are sitting on the Bucks. Uh, Devin White, I think. I think Devin White is Devin White's good, but Devin I think, White's I think good. He's solid. I uh, think it was key to their Super Bowl. I think he, it was, he yeah, definitely was key. key Devin White is solid. Devin White's up there, but I think that Roquan Smith is just he, he's just on another level. Yeah, I think I think I think Roquan, Roquan Smith also. having those he he leading the league in tackles for loss. He he was insane. He had he uh, so he had I think he had 139 tackles. He had. Uh, so he, he was uh number he was sixth I believe in tackles, but he he was up there in pretty much all the linebacker stats, and he was he injured himself in the he so he didn't he only played about like fifteen games, like mm-hmm. he could he could have boosted them even more. He had yeah. such a great year, and then barely squeaking into All Pro second team because Levante David 
had uh, two. The Levante David had ten votes, and then Roquan Smith also had ten votes. So they they both tied for that last position. So he barely squeaked into the All Pro. He didn't get Pro Bowl either, and that factors into his fifth year option. That's so great. it's yeah. that's honestly like better for the team because it's cheaper. But it's also it's kind of it's kind of whack that he's not getting his flowers, and he's he's due to be extended. So I wonder how much he's gonna get. Uh, I've seen that people talking about Darius Leonard, who was in the same draft class as him. Darius Leonard is in the is in the ballpark of getting around eighteen million dollars a year, and with Roquan Smith, honestly, eighteen million dollars a year, man, give it to him. Yeah, I know. I agree. He's the he was literally last year was our best player on the defense. Oh, definitely. He was. He up he outperformed everyone else. He was the, the most, even though we all like Jalen Johnson, mm-hmm. Cleo Mack. I think Roquan Smith did Roquan, better than yeah, everyone else on the defense. He was the best player on the yeah. defense. So so give him that money. Mm-hmm. He deserves that money. He's got to be great for us for years to come. So I like it. All right. Let's move on to our next series. So we have our core rake series that we talk about a specific position weekly and we compare it to the rest of the NFC North. So this week we have wide receiver. So we're going to be talking about in depth. Uh, First off, let's go about let's go by team and talk about the receivers and what we think about them. So the Bears, I I like the Bears receiving core. We have Allen Robinson as our number Mm -hmm. one. We have Darnold Mooney as our number two. We don't have a set number three. We have Anthony Miller, Marquise Goodwin, Daz Newsome, and Demir Bird. Listen, I, we don't have a set number three, but we still have. We still have a really lot good of playmakers. Could, like either one of those could be a, a wide receiver three. Yeah, and any of those. Either two. one of those. Yeah, it's only so just due to time and, and who shows up in camp. Yeah, so I think we have an extremely solid uh, receiving core. And then for the Packers, the Packers have Devonte Adams, Alan Lazard, Marquez Valdez Scantling. Equinemius St. Brown and Amari Rogers and also Devin Funches is coming back this year off the uh opting out last year for COVID. Yeah, so Devontae Adams, we all know, is, is one of the top receivers yeah. in the NFL. Well, um they got Alan Lazard's all right. Alan Lazard's all I right. Think, yeah, I think yeah, there's I think there's right. so much I think he's average. When you go, yeah, there's Devontae Adams and then everyone else is just yeah. like ten tiers below. They drafted Amari Rodgers, who I like. I like that pick too. Uh, out of Clemson. So I think he Amari Rodgers will actually take over that wide receiver two position. Mm-hmm. He'll be the second best receiver. But they really have like a after Devontae Adams, it's a it's weak, very weak, very, very weak. weak. Yeah. Um. You have any? But on? yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that's a go on. Yeah. Okay. With the Vikings, they have Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, B.C. Johnson, and then Amir Smith Marset. After those two, that's all. All you need. Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson. That's all you need. Yeah, it's it's literally like they're it's they're both easy. crazy receivers. Yeah, they're they're, yeah, they're both, both crazy insane. Receivers. Uh, and then if we're gonna go on to the Lions, the Lions have Brashad Perriman, Terrell Williams, Quintez Cephas, and Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah, I like Tyrell Williams right. if he's healthy. Yeah, if not, nothing. Brashad crazy. Perriman, sure. Yeah, Brashad Perriman, man. Like I like Amon yeah, Ross St. Brown though. I like that draft pick. He's the rookie, right? Yeah, he's a rookie. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think he'll, he'll be all right. I don't think it's anything special. Yeah, nothing, nothing. But I think Tyra, I think Tyrell Williams is healthy. He'll be solid. But if not, so before we give our top five wide receivers in the division and ranking them, uh, I'd like to rank uh, the receiving cores. So number one, I have the Vikings having the best receiving core. Uh, I was wondering what you think. No, I agree. I think because. I don't feel in Justin Jefferson, they're just elite receivers. And if when you have two elite receivers like that, you can literally go to either one and they'll always make the catch. And they also too. have Dalvin Cook. So Dalvin Cook is another yeah. like pretty much receiver for that team with the amount of reps yeah. that he gets in. So their 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 receiving core is actually just like absolutely insane. It's, and it's they have they have a top receiving core in the NFL. It's not even just in the, our division. They have a top receiving core in the NFL. 
they're then i think the the second best receiving core is us yeah because when you so think about it, like after the packers what else is there in that depth nobody no one what do we got no we got Devontae like adams if, all right if they got Devontae adams but like after Darnell that they got mooney, nobody Darnell mooney is better than anyone on the packers yeah. not named Devontae adams Darnell mooney is i think i think our wide receiver threes are in contention or are like are in contention for their wide receiver twos because I think yeah. our wide receivers threes are like the same level of their wide receiver two. Like Anthony Miller, same levels like Alan Lazard. Anthony Miller, Marquise Goodwin, Daz Newsome, Demir Bird. Those are like same levels what, like Alan Lazard and MBS. This is what I'm gonna say. If Anthony Miller uh or Marquise Goodwin were with the Packers, then I honestly believe that they would take that wide receiver position in a heartbeat. Oh yeah, they'd because be with Aaron yeah, Rodgers, yeah, yeah. with Aaron Rodgers throwing to them, I think I think Aaron they'll succeed with Marquise Goodwin. Yeah, Marquis going to a little, little bit. The new duo. Yeah, the new duo the over new there. It is a little bit insane. Um, but <laughs> I mean, I, did we even explain the whole new duo thing with Marquise Goodwin? Should we explain it for the podcast? Yeah, explain it. Okay, explain, okay. Explain. So, yeah, we, we, we've been laughing a little bit too much about this. So, I posted. Uh, so, I've been keeping up with trying to blow up on TikTok uh, and all social media. So, I've been posting videos on Bears updates, and I posted this one video of Marquise Goodwin and uh, Justin Fields. And I said, new duo. <laughs> and my friend Jamil, who's uh, another another co-host, co-host on our uh, Real Talk Network podcast, he keeps bringing it up. And he keeps sending in the chat saying, new duo, new duo, question mark. Oh, Justin Fields and Marquise Goodwin, they're going to be insane. Because Marquise Goodwin... Is probably he's the widest receiver four on our team probably. So yeah, so yeah even it, I thought that was, was hilarious. Just, it was too. goofy. It was goofy to say new, new duo because obviously Mooney and Ro- a Rob are better, and like they've been yeah. joking saying that. Oh my God, Marquise Goodwin is better than Aaron, uh, better than uh, <laughs> Robinson, and all that stuff. So that that's the joke that's been going on. But obviously, I don't think that highly of him. But I was just posting an update. But. Um, yeah, to, well, to talk well, about Rogers, he would be dirty. With Rogers, with Rogers, Rogers yeah, he would be dirty yeah, because he be has he's oh. that deep threat. Because uh, Marquez Valdez handling is that deep threat, but he cannot hold on to the ball. Imagine if Darnell Mooney was with Rogers, that would literally be disgusting. Darnell Mooney That's with like, Rogers would have had disgusting. twelve. No, Darnell Mooney with Rogers last year would have had a thousand yards guaranteed. Oh yeah, guaranteed. I think so. Exactly. Guaranteed. Yeah. Like I think if if you add Darnell Mooney to them, like. Uh, they that would have helped. Cool. That would that would that would have helped them so much. Like I mean, in the NFC Championship, they had drop balls. Like Devontae Adams. Well, obviously Devontae Adams is like one of the best receivers, but yeah. Devontae Adams dropped balls. Equinemia St. Brown dropped a two point conversion. They were they were dropping balls left and right. Dude, I'm telling you, I think they win the Super Bowl. I could see if it. they had Darnell Mooney. If they had uh, Mooney, I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know. I think it helps Mooney. them a lot. I think it helps them. They still had a terrible O line. That was that was their only problem. Was was but the, also they the had O-line, no one else to throw to the O line to protect Rodgers. They were missing who? They were only missing. They were missing Bakhtiari, um, but that's like the best left that's, tackle. That's in the big, game. yeah. That's big, but also Aaron Rodgers has, has played with a battle yeah. line and still plays really good. Mm-hmm. He just didn't have his receivers open. Darnell Mooney's always open because that dude route runs amazing. Um, he catches amazing, and he's just extremely fast. So I think if you pair him, because all the all the cornerbacks, everyone just focused on Devontae Adams because they know yeah, everyone else is, is trash. Right. So if you got Darnell Mooney, that's a threat, and that's going to split mm-hmm. up Devontae Adams and Mooney. So I honestly believe that they would have scored more points I'm if happy they had they Darnell don't Mooney. have Darnell Mooney. No, I, I'm yeah, extremely happy they don't have Darnell Mooney. <laughs> so, um, so my ranking, so, and then everyone has lines at five because yeah. the lines, the lines receiving core is nothing special. So, so both we, so what we, we both What if they kept uh, Galladay and uh, – 
Um, um I think yeah, okay. if if they if they kept Gade, then then I I think if they kept Gade, they still would have been. No, they, they would have no, been the same level. They had Gade, and then they had I forgot his name though. Actually, no. Nah. Uh, I think they, they still had Gade. Who's the other guy? Marvin Jones. Marvin. Marvin, oh, Marvin. If they kept Marvin Jones Jr. and Kenny Gade, Gade. and and, and Golden like, Tate, Monroe, Saint Brown. Golden Tate is on my that's, bad. That's Golden Tate. Golden Tate. What what'd you say? Golden what, Tate, no, Golden, uh, Golden, Golden Tate's not on the line. Uh, he's on the, I think he was on the, the Giants. I think Marvin, I think Marvin Jones Jr. went to the Giants. Jaguars, low-key. Yeah, so Marvin Jones Jr. left and Galdi left. But mm-hmm. I honestly think that those two, that combo is very good. Yeah, that, I think, that combo I think, is great, I think, so, so they're missing out on that. But unanimous, or both of us, consensus, it's uh, number one, Vikings, number two, Bears, number three, Packers, and number four, Lions. But now yep. we're going to give up our top five wide receivers in the division. So number one, I don't think it's too much of a too too crazy to say that Devontae Adams is the best receiver in our division. It is hard to say. It, it is, is hard, hard to say. say. It but is yeah, hard to say Adams because is... it's all the hypotheticals. Like if Allen yeah. Robinson was catching balls from uh, Aaron Rodgers, how good would he do? Like you see, you see uh, Allen Robinson drop fourteen hundred yards with Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles is yeah. his quarterback. He has had the worst quarterback play. I think Devontae Adams is better than him skill wise. But it's all it's always that what if, like that hypothetical, like Allen Robinson had a true quarterback, which hopefully he does now, hopefully. But yeah, if he I, had that I true agree. quarterback, if he had that if, and people like to clown on Allen Robinson because he chose not to go to the Packers. Um I think that he's uh that's he definitely kind of hurt himself because he doesn't have a quarterback throw to throw to him. But he's also building something and he's building more credibility with him because if he had if he was on the Packers he would probably he'd be living in Devontae's shadows or in Devontae's shadows for the longest time Allen Robinson is making a name for himself because he's putting up consistent numbers with terrible quarterback play and he's a consensus top seven wide receiver in the league and I think it's always that hypothetical but that's Allen Robinson is my number two in the division and I don't think that's that's too crazy to no say. I, I I have this I think Devontae Adams is the best mm-hmm. I you can't really debate it yeah. Or like all, you can't deny the facts. Yeah, yeah, you can't Devontae really Adams deny the facts of what running. actually happened. I think Allen Robinson so Devontae, has better hands, but Devontae Adams is better route running and better skill sets overall. Yeah, and so that's why that's why I really think because I mean, look at the stats too. Like 115 receptions, 13, oh, 1,374 yards, 18 touchdowns compared to Allen Robinson, 102 receptions, 1,250 yards, and six touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So he has like he has more than double his touchdowns. Devontae mm. Adams. Yeah, triple. triple one thousand. Yeah, he has. I mean, he has one hundred and twenty-four yards uh, more than Allen Robinson, and he has uh, thirteen more receptions. Mm-hmm. So that that's extremely solid. I think. I think their stats are comparable when you're looking at the thirteen receptions for only twelve hundred and seventy-four or one hundred and twenty-four more yards. That's pretty comparable. Like they they pretty much have the same yards per catch, but he's not getting the volume. Allen Robinson is on a, a poverty yards per catch. Their yards yeah. per catch, they're, they're pretty close. They're pretty close. 115 for 1374 and 102 for 1250 are pretty close. Well, also, Devontae Adams had really good hands, too. Yeah. And that's, like, undeniable because everyone saw how he, he he actually caught really really good, like. But, like, that, 13 more receptions, 100 and, um, 124 more yards, mm-hmm. that's an entire new game. Mm-hmm. That's, like, a whole new game that, that Yeah, that, that is another game. That is true. That's, that, that's another game that in which you have to do well in, like, really and well. that 18 so that, touchdowns. He was just a red zone demon, so you gotta add, you yeah, gotta give was. him his flowers. Honestly, he was yep. he was untouchable in the end zone, so give him that. But then for my third wide receiver, 
I have Justin Jefferson. He had 88 receptions for 1,400 yards and seven touchdowns. People, I've seen people debate this, who's better, Justin Jefferson or Adam Thielen. I honestly think that Justin Jefferson is better. No, I agree. I think Justin Jefferson's better too, but I, I think Adam Thielen's very close. I don't think. Yeah, I, I don't think it's I mean, like he beats him out of the park. I don't think he. Yeah. I don't think it's I, insanely uh, far. Well, I think Justin Jefferson, because, like, dude, he got what? All right, let's look. 14 more receptions. Because uh, Justin Jefferson had 88 receptions, 1,400 yards, seven touchdowns. Adam Thielen, 74 receptions, 925, and 14 touchdowns. So Adam Thielen did have double the amount of touchdowns uh, Justin Jefferson did. Mm-hmm. But Justin Jefferson got what? Like. Mm, those yards. That is like four hundred and seventy-five uh, more yards. That's, and only that's insane. More receptions. That's, that, that's crazy. Yeah, that's that's actually insane. And for a rookie too, mm-hmm. I think that that just shows that he's even just going to get better yeah, his, too. His development is going to be insane to watch. But then, yeah, so, going into that, I have Adam Thielen as my number four. It's not very hard. I, I, Adam Thielen. What you say? It's very easy to rank. Like yeah, the it's NFC very. It, it very is. Very, I think very, it, very it's, it's clear to show because, uh, yeah, I've, I've Adam Thielen on my four, too. Because the the amount of skills, like, it's it's very comparable. Uh, very comparable. Like, there, there's a side order. You can't very you can't really argue uh, position-wise uh, in, for the NFC North. But then for number five, I had Darno Mooney. I don't think this I is think the this is the most arguable one. You think this is the I one? think this is the most arguable one because, yeah, I, I have Darno Mooney, too, because, mm. I mean, I love the kid. But... Tyrell Williams, I think people are sleeping on. The dude was was very good when he was healthy. Mm-hmm. I think when with the Raiders and the Raiders, like he was like their best receiver on the Raiders. Mm-hmm. He really was their best receiver on the Raiders when he was healthy. Mm-hmm. But the problem is the dude can't stay healthy. Yeah, he can. Darrell Mooney, Darrell Mooney has the potential to. I, I think Darrell Mooney has a better skill set. It's just that Tyrell Tyrell Williams is also just like also crazy in his own mm-hmm. like. And his own, like, I think field. so, but, too. yeah. I, I think the Bashad, Bashad Perriman has just never lived up to his draft potential when he, when he got picked in the first round. And yeah, he, I mean, his career good. best yard, his career best receiving yards was only 14 more than Mooney had in his rookie year. So I think that Mooney is going to take a, a step up in this next year with the new quarterback play, entirely different offense, uh, with the, with the yeah. amount of pieces added. So I'm, I'm very much excited just to watch uh, his progression. Hon- honestly, honestly, Darnell Mooney. Might pass up Adam Thielen and with good quarterback play. I think Darnell that's Mooney not, might pass that's up. That's not Adam. too crazy. I I think Adam. That's not too crazy. That's not too crazy. I mean, I think Adam Adam the uh with good quarterback play. Listen, I, 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 think, I, I think I don't know. I think Adam Thielen is too good. I think I do, but I think Darnell Mooney is faster. I think Darnell Mooney is going to be a better route runner. Mm-hmm. Um, than Adam Thielen, and I think Darnell Mooney can create more separation. I think Darnell Mooney's going to have better hands. If Justin Fields is who we think he is, then that's possible. That's very, very, very possible. Yeah, I, that's what I think so. Because he had what? Adam Thielen didn't even get one, over 1,000 yards. Mm-hmm. Adam Thielen didn't get over 1,000 yards. That's that's yeah. that's pretty big. Mm-hmm. And Darnell Mooney didn't either, but he was a rookie yeah, with bad true. quarterback play. With horrible quarterback play. Not even just bad. It was literally disgusting. Like Kirk, Kirk, was literally Kirk, is Kirk, Kirk is good. And Kirk is good, yeah. No, I'm not saying Kirk is bad. Yeah, Kirk is good, and and I don't think he's like. Perennial. Sure, he could yeah. Probably be Kirk, like, Kirk is that. like a top fifteen quarterback, like ten to fifteen. Yeah, he's top in that fifteen, range. ten to fifteen. But that's uh, compared to what our our yeah, what is our like bottom bottom five? Best. There's their backups better than our quarterbacks. Yeah, Tyler Heineke was better than our quarterback. We're our quarterbacks are literally ranked like thirty five and thirty six mm-hmm. in that order. Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles. <laughs> yeah, I, saw, so. I did see that <laughs> that there were backups ranked better than Mitchell Trubisky. But yeah, so I I honestly believe we have a quarterback. 
That's what, but that's also the dilemma. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why I'm not, I'm not saying Darnell Mooney's better than um, Adam Thielen. I'm just saying that he has the potential to be better yeah. than Adam Thielen. With proper quarterback play, definitely. I could see it. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Shy Bears Blitz podcast. We've got another great episode for you guys coming next week. Be sure to follow us on all socials. We're trying to stay active on TikTok, Twitter, everything. So subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on all uh, all of our streaming platforms where we distribute our podcast: Spotify, Apple Music, Google, everything. We appreciate you guys listening. Take care. See you.